Brought to you by the Mutual Audio Network. Don't leave home without it. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Shades of Vengeance presents Radio Free Tyrannus Episode 5 CNC Colonization and Construction Good evening, friends. I'm Midnight Teddy, and you've wandered into the only place on Tyrannus that's cutting open the thick skin of the consortium and taking a poke around at all the nasty secrets inside. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about the ridiculous business practices of a company with so much obvious corruption, it rivals Hayden Bank for the title of King of the Swamp. C&C, Colonization and Construction. Together with my sponsors this week, I'll dive headfirst into that nasty world of backroom deals and hidden agendas, and bring to light all the things that they don't want you to see. As usual, I'll be tossing up some of my favourite beats into the mix. First up, I wasn't too sure about their music, but the band name sold me. This is Valid Confusion. Before I get too far into the programme tonight, I want to take a moment to mention that because of all your fabulous support, I'm sitting in a new studio. The observant among you may have already noticed the higher quality broadcast, and perhaps the absence of that annoying drip in the ceiling. My thanks, truth seekers. The new studio is remarkable and I hope it's going to help me reach even more citizens of the Consortium who want to hear the truth about what's been happening around them. So, let's get on with it. I have so much to talk about tonight, and some of it is going to sound like old news you'll remember from your history class. First, though, I'm going to focus on the way that C&C colonization and construction has monopolized the entire industry. They've strong-armed their way onto the top of the corporate ladder, and hardly anyone has even noticed. Would you believe me if I told you that once upon a time, there were hundreds of companies building and excavating all around Tyrannus? It's true. Before CNC had a chokehold on construction, there were family-run businesses all over the planet. You could choose from any number of proprietors to come in and build anything, from housing units to multi-storey shops and industrial complexes. We had literally hundreds of options. The market was fairly bursting. One by one, CNC colonization and construction pushed them all out of the way to become one of the largest monopolies in the consortium. And do you think they became the sole provider of these services because of their superior business practices or ethical corporate decisions? Of course not. It was their close relationship and shady contracts with the mining conglomerate which practically sealed the deal. You tell me, if you're a builder 
but you can't get raw materials at a fair price. How are you going to be competitive in a market? The short answer is, you aren't. But wait, there's more. Did you expect anything less of a big eight company? Credible rumours attribute several high-profile failures of other construction businesses to operatives working for CNC. Now, you're going to think I'm mad for going so far back in the past. Some of these things happened almost 400 years ago, but that's what I'm talking about. This company was rotten from its foundations. Just listen to this list. Adler Construction went bankrupt after several of their housing units exploded. It was blamed on faulty fuel valves, even though several eyewitnesses reported a suspicious figure lurking around the buildings just minutes before the accidents. Then, Hammurabi Building and Excavating was accused of a series of code violations that ranged from far-fetched to the purely ridiculous. Among other things they were cited for, and I quote, a lack of proper seat restraints on their heavy equipment, and failure to meet a minimum quota of screws and nails at the work site. <laughs> Clearly someone was out to put this business out of business. And then there was Centino colonization. I'm sure you remember hearing about this. The entire Santino exploration crew and their ships mysteriously disappeared, trying to explore a rock moon near Annexia Maris. And who should just happen to be given their contract within the same week? You guessed it, CNC, colonization and construction. These examples may not seem related, but one by one they all fell away, until one company was left standing. And once all those small companies were pushed out or eaten up, CNC began to raise their prices, bullying the industry to do the same. And they've had no one to challenge them ever since. Take that, free market enterprise. Are the changing seasons getting you down? Have you noticed a few more bark spots when the wind blows through your leaves? If you're in autumn but all your friends are starting to call you a winter, then maybe you need to make a stop at Evergreen, the only Valithi leaf colouring and maintenance shop that's run by Valithi for Valithi. Our patented technology not only transplants new leaf shoots to your thinning branches, but we can also transform those dull grey buds into healthy, colourful leaves that will leave your friends and family asking, why can't I look that young? Because I'm not a Valithi, I suspect will be the answer in a lot of cases. We think you're going to be so impressed that we guarantee your 100% satisfaction or you get a full refund. So stop pulling all your leaves to one side, you're not fooling anyone. And come to Evergreen, where we can turn the seasons back.
Thanks for sticking with me. You just heard Binary Learning and Chaos Atmosphere, along with one of our sponsors. They're what lets me put the lights on, folks, so be sure to give them your business when you can. Alright, so you know that CNC has pushed other businesses out of the way so that they can name their own prices. But that's not all these criminals in sheep's clothing are doing. Don't even get me started on the working conditions. I mean, if you want to bully everyone into using your services exclusively and acting like a greedy toddler, the least you could do is give your employees proper benefits and wages. You know, spread the wealth a little. But of course, asking any big eight company to do that is like asking a Lamassu not to kill you. They'd sooner die than give their employees a piece of that pie. And before you ask, no, I'm not talking about no dens. I'm saving that one for later. What I'm talking about here is fair pay for a fair day's work. If you've got yourself a job working for CNC and you're hoping to put a little bit away for your elder years, well, let's just say you might as well be staring at the sun for all the good you're doing yourself. I've got friends in industrial fields who tell me that CNC pays its workers just enough to keep them from striking. They brutally crush any attempt by their employees to organise in order to bargain for fairer compensation or benefits. And then there's thousands of work-related injuries and totally botched projects that I've been hearing about. They don't really care if the workers end up literally losing an arm and a leg, along with their credits, of course. CNC likes to bury those reports. But I wouldn't be Midnight Teddy if I didn't sniff out corruption from under a pile of bureaucratic shite. I'll give you a few examples. First, there was a time a tower crane collapsed onto General Silver Memorial Hospital. Knocking down three floors of an emergency facility is bad enough, but this crane was set up across the street and supposed to be working on a totally unrelated building. However, you won't find any record of that project in the city archives, because CNC doesn't want any more bad press than it's already getting. Then there was the runaway excavator, which tunnelled under seven blocks of apartment buildings in one of the poorest neighbourhoods of Tyrannus. CNC never compensated those families for their losses, by the way, and even went as far as to blame the collapsed buildings on geographic instability. Now, I might be a Westwick lad, but even I don't think that Gaso District folk are that stupid. Do you really think they're going to believe that a natural quake just happened to split the ground in such a localised pattern? You may have even heard about this last example. As part of a community outreach programme, CNC constructed a water dome environment for all the little Yalutian kiddies. Aside from taking years to develop, soaking as much grant money as they could, and hiring zero Yolutian advisors for the project, the dome itself broke down within three months, causing a catastrophic flood through the neighbourhood. Again, you'll never hear the name CNC, Colonisation and Construction, associated with any of this mess, because they've done everything possible to cover up their involvement. It might have worked too if it wasn't for meddling Midnight Terry out here, paying attention and holding them accountable. 
The bottom line is that this company has proven time and again that all it cares about is collecting every loose credit available while simultaneously refusing to pay its workers a fair wage and not even finishing the jobs they've been hired to do properly. Ugh. I need to take a break. I'll be back with more about this nasty business after a few words from our sponsor. This calendar of events is brought to you by Zoltar's Arcade in the centre of Fun City Children's Park. I remember that. He, he had the best games. Uh, Combat Commando. What's that other one? Mystery on the Kamaja. Yeah, um, you, you'll like this, guys. Go, go to Zoltar's Arcade. It's awesome. Good times. Friday night, come to the Explorer Nightclub for an exclusive Zimians-only singles mixer dance. We know how hard it is to find a compatible mate in this hectic day and age, so take advantage of this rare opportunity. Doors open at 8, and one free drink will be provided to everyone who brings a friend, so come early and stay late for this special event. That's a bit one-sided, isn't it? What about other people who like Zimians? On Saturday, the Agricultural Hall is sponsoring the harvest season's full Velithi cro- I'm not saying full. I refuse to say that word. On Saturday, the Agricultural Hall is sponsoring the Harvest Season's Velithi Craft Festival. Stop on by for a taste- who says stop on by? Seriously, come on. Stop by, not stop on by. <sighs> Whoever the copywriter is for this needs firing. Maybe they'll hire me instead. Stop by for a taste of that famous Velithi apple cider, and watch as Velithi artisans handcraft everything from sturdy bedroom furniture to fine sculptures. You know, I still have my Velithi bed frame from last year. That thing weighs the same as my hopper, but damn, is it tough. Sunday is the annual Ulutian Jazz Festival at Robertson Park. The music plays all day, and this year's spotlight performer is Gorlich and her saxophone trio, Jazz Fusion. As always, seating is first come, first served, and the music plays rain or shine, so dress for the weather, and we'll see you there. Well, I'm not going there, but Combat Commando does appeal. I never did get to level 7. That was music, by unintentional sniping, and a couple of things happening around Tyrannus. You might think I'm the kind of guy who stays shut in all day, but I highly recommend getting into your community and being social. Learn about your neighbourhood, folks. Now it's time for some intentional sniping. All this talk about CNC has got me thinking about something else they're guilty of. Have you ever seen what's left over once the CNC crews have finished improving somewhere? They're one of the worst polluters the entire consortium has ever seen, and it's not just happening planet-side either. 
CNC is single-handedly responsible for impassable fields of space debris in some of the most heavily travelled corridors to and from Tyrannus. The long-haul space jocks I talk to have said that a clear path to Lugus is practically impossible because of all the junk the CNC ships have left behind. There's even hunks of discarded ships, like the Rainier and the Desdre, that sit abandoned in Tyrannus's orbit. Anyone wanting to get past them risks damage to their shuttles. It's insane! This stuff is drifting around, clogging orbits, and making space travel more dangerous than it already is. In fact, CNC colonization and construction is known by some of my ecologically minded friends as CNC, contamination and contagion. I've seen studies that would curl your hair, truth seekers. Did you know that over half of the lands that CNC builds on are considered unstable environments? And the rate of localized plant and animal extinctions rise in every area where they start a project. That's not even taking into consideration all the incidents of higher air toxicity in the work zones. Those levels don't return to normal either once the job's done. In poorer areas, the air quality remains shockingly toxic for years after CNC's completed a project. They don't care who or what they're hurting. And one of the worst parts of this whole charade is that the rest of the Big A are helping them to do it. In the last decade, I've seen more than one environmental safety regulation get tossed to the side in favour of adding job value and progressing development. More like adding to the CEO's credit value. Take a minute and listen to these regulations, and you tell me how exactly they are going to help the average citizen. CNC is allowed to open a project without doing any kind of research on how it will affect the terrestrial or spatial environment. They're also exempt from having to follow any of the current safety laws on new construction. And get this, all the fines related to industrial-specific pollution have been reduced! If you ask me, CNC and the Big Eight are writing their own laws, making it impossible to hold them accountable when something goes wrong. And it's going wrong every day. How are we letting this happen? <sighs> I'm going to step away for just a minute, but I'll leave you with my nemesis. I bet you were expecting Elliot Dragon on the mic when I said my nemesis. But no, I love band names too much. I'll stop doing it someday, I promise. But back to the serious stuff. Have I got you thinking about how much of a problem C and C are yet? Just in case there are those among you who are still thinking to yourselves, Terry. Those are some pretty bad things, but what company doesn't cut corners or shaft their employees? Well, listen up, truth seekers, because that's what I'm going to talk about next. It's the most extreme example of that kind of nonsense that CNC has gotten away with in broad daylight. The exploitation of nodents. 
I'm not going to say anything here that should surprise you. Let's face it, the situation on Nodens should be part of the How to Be a Corporate Shill Manual by now. But this needs to be said. CNC, colonization and construction, are responsible for the single handed manipulation and subjugation of an entire planet of people. This isn't the same as running a shady pawn shop on the edge of town. I'm talking about a whole planet's worth of people being lied to and used like a gambler's marks. And before you say it, no! I don't think we should listen to the brainwashed masses on Nodens who say they're living a perfect life in their faith. Come on! I'm all for listening to the people. <laughs> That's what this program's about. But when those people willingly gave up their freedom to serve some corporate giant, that's where I draw the line. How could you sell your life for a piece of land? And you don't even own the rocks once you've moved in. I mean everything on that planet belongs to C&C. Homes. Food. Tools. Transportation. Ah, oh, what else am I forgetting? Oh yes, the air they breathe. Nothing that happened on that planet was without a substantial cost, and the people of Nodens were forced to work for C&C to pay for it all. It's like buying into generational debt. Congratulations, Junior. You've been born into a life of manual labour that you'll have to pay for until you die. <laughs> Excuse me if I don't believe in the whole foreseen land spiel. Let's be honest here. It was all a shambles how they ended up building on Nodens in the first place. If it wasn't for C&C bypassing normal channels in the Senate, just doing what they want no matter what anyone else said, they would have never built on that planet in the first place. They completely ignored Senate decisions, thumbed their noses at due process, and set up shop before anyone could stop them. And let's face it, who was going to stop them? Hayden Bank? Supposedly, the people of Nodens themselves eventually stood up and threw out C&C. But I find it suspicious that they are so welcome for former oppressors. I can hear you thinking to yourself, Terry's gone too far this time. Nodens was ancient history. Why are we still talking about it? Well, let me tell you something, folks. If you believe that C&C, colonization and construction, has learned their lesson and turned a page on all that dark business in their past, you're short a few cranial implants. They're still as rotten as ever. They've just gotten better at hiding it. I'm telling you, if C&C can write their own laws, what's going to stop every big eight company? or any company on the Senate with pockets deep enough to do the same. Ugh, it's enough to make your head spin. Diane Green Legendary captain of a doomed Smurtios team. The massacre of her troops spurred Diane to create the first in a long line of enhanced military armour which helped to bring a successful end to the devastating bug war.
For the first time ever, you can follow in Diane's footsteps as she painstakingly designs and single-handedly tests advancements that could have torn her apart, and nearly did. The Humans Historical Preservation Society has, through a grant from Hayden Bank, purchased the laboratory used by Colonel Green and restored it to its original form. With daily reenactments, you can relive the thrilling moment when Diane realises that Ulutian suit technology could be modified for human use. Tours are given on the hour and the gift shop is open weekends from 10 till 3. Collectible Colonel Green figurines are available from the shop, as are one-half scale reproductions of her first prototype. The Diane Green Historical Landmark is the first in a planned series of efforts by the HHPS to celebrate humanity's heroes and their finest accomplishments. Coming soon, Captain Adam Robertson's childhood home, where you can witness the beginnings of this misunderstood historical martyr. That's... that's not... Who's paying for these ads? Those were both tracks from the Liquid Simeon, Jarek Conricks. I'm sure you'll agree, he's a bit of a chameleon. I'm sure there are some of you out there who are thinking, Terry, do you have a problem with every Big 8 company? It sounds to me like you're just a bit paranoid. Firstly, yes. But I wouldn't if they were actually honest. It's like I always say, friends. An ounce of paranoia keeps the smirtiest soldiers from knocking down your door and dragging you through the street. It's not as if I haven't had some personal experience with this big ape monster. You'll remember from last week I was talking about my sister's disappearance. C&C definitely had a hand in scrubbing Faith's file clean, truth seekers. There's no record of her living anywhere. This was more than sloppy bookkeeping. I've got a file that I'm dedicating just to C&C's gross mishandling of personal residential records. There's a bigger story here, and I intend to find out what it is. So, that just leaves one last thing before I go. I've heard there's a rumour going around that I'm a nutter, and no one really believes what I'm saying. What a load of rubbish, truth seekers. I'm putting this out here as a rallying call. Send in your first-hand stories of abuse and calls to action. I'll broadcast them on my show for all Tyrannus to hear. Let's end this rumour once and for all. <sighs> on my next show, I'll broadcast your messages. But until then, stay safe, truth seekers. And meet me back here next time for more revealing stories about this insane asylum we call home. In CNC Colonization and Construction, Midnight Terry was played by Leo Koch and the advertiser by Ed Jowett. The music was Transmutation by Cara Square. Variations on a Harp by Mike the Bee. Sunrise for the Interlude by Hearwave. Coriolis Effect by MSEC, featuring Steph Sachs. 
Little Candle by Stefan Kartenberg. I Have Often Told You Stories by Ivan Chu. Adagio Teru by Rocavoco. And Brilliant by Old Dog. The main theme was composed by Devil Sullivan. CNC Colonization and Construction was written by Amy Allwarden and edited by Ed Jowett. This episode was produced by Maisie Kay. The executive producer was Ed Jowett. Audio production was by Leo Koch and Ed Jowett. Era the Consortium and Radio Free Tyrannis are copyright Shades of Vengeance Limited. All rights reserved. Thank you for listening to Wednesday Wonders right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together. <laughs>